Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And hello again, dear ones. Rev Briz with you over here. Rev Z over here. And we're a couple of ministers talking shit. And that means it's Friday morning here on the New Thought Media Network. There we go. There's a little more fun of a background. I don't know how we ended up on that black thing. Uh, all right, there we are. So, uh, folks, if you don't know already, we get here every Friday morning. Rev Z and I get together about at 30 minutes before this. We walk, we sit down together, and the first thing we ask each other is, All right, what do you want to talk about today? And today we ended up with the title of The State of the Union. Uh, we didn't come in the room with that. It took us a little bit to get to there and uh, and realize that, well, the State of the Union address is next week, so we can anticipate that next week. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about the content of that in next week's program. Uh, but uh, I want to dig in. See, how did we get to this this morning? Share, share with the audience how we ended up on this title a little bit. Well, I, you know, I, from my perspective, just thinking about where we are and, and where we're trying to go, I mean... You look at uh, we we I think well let me let me first state this there's there's two things that are present here I think there's leadership and management and I think we've been lacking leadership and have been overly managing or having big management issues right because management is about uh, controlling and manipulating and not in a negative way but utilizing is a better word resources. And leadership is about vision and direction where we're going. Right. And given where we are now, I think we've done a, a a whole lot of management and not very good at it. And we'll bring up some of those examples. <laughs> and we've had very little leadership in terms of casting a vision of how do we work together and where are we going given the situations and conditions we have right now. So that's what yeah. started me on this thing. And of course, the, the biggest highlight of that is what's going on in Texas in terms of how they manage their resources in terms of a state that is a, a energy producing state with all the oil and gas it has. Uh, and for them to find themselves in the situation they've been in for the last four or five days is kind of kind of ironic. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would call that a, a big mismanagement. Uh, and truly, we have to, I think we have to look at that one from the state of a failure of leadership. Um, it would appear, <laughs> yeah, um, it would appear the leadership in Texas decided that uh, they wanted to, they would be better off alone as an individual, as not part of the the United States electric grid, not part of the whole system but be an individual outlier within that system. I don't, I don't think it's fair for people to now blame it, <laughs> to blame it on the Democrats or to blame it on anybody else for that. Mostly because you said, this is what you wanted. And then you put it in the hands of a bunch of people that had money over 
money and power over the best interests of the people. Yeah. System failed. Yeah. And now, unfortunately, the taxpayers of Texas are going to have to take a look at how they rebuild their infrastructure, their structure, and whether they want to continue this individualistic uh, tack, if you will, or get back get back in with the party and come back and join the union uh and and you know it it highlights the old saying uh no person is an island right uh you know they made a choice to get off the grid because they had all the oil and gas and they thought they would be able to weather because they are you know uh who they are in terms of energy production and but it, 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 it highlights no one is an island. Everyone has to need of someone at some time, right? And so it kind of it kind of leads to the one of the ideas we were talking about is, is, is this whole idea of integral leadership um, of, of, of how do we begin to take the various parts of anything and and work with them and and use them integrally, so that we come up with a more inclusive, a more sustainable, and a more plastic, if you will, meaning something that has the ability to stretch and contract, contract rather, to meet a given situation, as opposed to taking a hard and fast position and ending up in a situation that they find themselves in Texas. Right. Hey, folks. Let's give uh, let's give the folks at home a real quick. Uh, uh, definition of integral leadership. One of the ones we found that we really liked is that integral leadership is a methodology for working with individual teams and organizations so that effective, creative, sustainable leadership emerges at every <clears throat> level of the enterprise. And you hear the two of us talk about this a lot, right? There's got to be that holistic view, that world view that says, I'm not doing this for just us. We're doing this for the betterment of everyone on the planet or everyone within the system. In this case, Texas. Uh, they A better job could have been done ensuring that they were looking at this from a holistic view of just Texas and a holistic view of the United States and a global view um, as well. So we... Now, and it's, we know leadership has various levels, various expressions, various ideas. We could debate for days on the leadership books alone. Um, yes. And that's just the ones that have been published since the pandemic started. Uh, <laughs> what we're looking for is how do we work together to create, foster, promote leadership that has perhaps even greater than integral, but a unitive measure to it, a perspective. And we're going to come back to that global perspective that we're really all on this one earth ship together and let's make it work together. Yeah. Well, and, and speaking of earth and ships, if you want to see a, what I think is a good example of integral leadership, just just think about the, the 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 big news from yesterday and perseverance the the mars rover landed mm -hmm. on mars to take samples to try to determine was there has there been life on mars uh now when you think about what it took that the 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 the, the rocket took off i think it was like 
September or, or I think it was September of 2020 or July of 2020, something like that. But it's been almost a year flying. So you needed engineers, you need astrophysicists, you need astronomers, you need uh, uh, weather people who can kind of forecast out. Uh, you need all kind of instrumentation because they got all, I mean, the, the, the that rover Perseverance is uh, uh, the size of a small SUV. Mm. And so you're thinking, you're sending that through, it's got to come through, it's, it's coming to the planet surface at thousands of miles per hour through a heat shield that will just burn it up. But they had to put all of that, they had to create a parachute that was withstand the heat and not burn up. I mean, you think about the integralness of what had to take place there and all the different scientists and perspectives and pieces that had to come together. Great example of what integral relationships, integral leadership is and what the results can yield when you work in that manifested place. Yeah. Oh, you remind me, Z. Um, I, I, you know, I love this. I, I love this kind of how can we make things work? Because this is a great example. Um, and you remind me that 100% of the inhabitants of Mars are aliens. And they're all mechanical aliens too. So we're really just projecting upon Mars our worst fears. Um, it is the war of worlds and with that. But I'm with you. I, I love what we're seeing in this exploration as well, right? Um, it, if there is life on Mars, folks, uh, we apologize. But we don't believe there is at this time. So let's go explore. And to me, leadership has to have not only the, the right, somebody had to hold that whole vision. Somebody had to be able to articulate exactly what you were just sharing. We need this. We need this. We need this. We need this. We need that. We need this. This has got to do this. This has got to do that. Someone had to hold that big vision of how all of this fits together and be articulate enough to, to get other people to say, oh, I can see that. I believe that. Mm -hmm. So I think there is uh, an inherent piece that if you're trying, if you're trying to go back, well, that's not leadership. That sounds like retreat. If you're just trying to push forward so that you win a new medal or you get the promotion or the organization recognizes you and gives you an award or something like that, that's also very egocentric leadership. What we're talking about is talking about moving into even beyond integral, but moving into more of a spiritual leadership where we, we have to bring more of the practices and the principles that we teach into how the organization operates. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, in my mind, we move more into a transformative leadership where we look at a situation of where we are and what it is. And if it's not serving us in a lot any longer, then we look at how do we transform it. And one way to do that is to look at it integrally, come up with a vision and then figure out what parts of the, uh, of the resources that we have and the, and the uh, uh, approaches that we have to transform the situation from the undesired one to the desired one. And, and because we live in such a dynamic world and, and, and we know that 
one little thing could could throw the whole direction off or, you know, by degrees, of course, the bigger the, the, the incident, the bigger the degrees off. But but when we look at the whole idea of how we work collectively, right, at the at the at the heart of all of these leadership styles, except for a competitive one. And even there, there's some semblance of it. But the essence of it is, how do I take various parts and have them to work together in such a fashion that as they used to say that they're just humming along? Yeah. And that's what we need now, because we have we 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 have all these varying parts at any level, relationships. But right now, if we look at the government and and we have the education and the military and the economic and the medicine and 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 the infrastructure and how all these different aspects of a whole or that's needed to make a complete whole that are not in 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 line with each other. They're not working integrally. Right. And we need to figure out how that works. Yep. Uh, again, you remind me, I saw a great example of what I don't believe to be integral leadership this past week. Uh, the school district to which my family belongs, we received a letter that said, um, "Here, we need your opinion. Here's a poll. Do you believe, which, which of these four do you want? Do you want to return to 100% in-school learning for secondary schooling? So my high schooler, do you want to go back to 100% in-person learning on this date, this date, this date, or this date? No room for discussion. No room for alternative ideas. No room to say, I still don't believe it's going to be safe at that point. Let's wait and see. No, it was a, it was the in my opinion, one of the worst push opinion, like you're going to pick one of the ones that I, one of the answers I want, period. You got no choice in this folks. We're, we're letting you think you got some choice here, but you have no choice in this matter. And I personally felt it was a great failing on our school district, which I've generally been happy with. Uh, and I, we get it right. They're under pressure. Everybody's under. And that seems to be for me, one of the things that, when there is that outside pressure, that's when things go askew. That is where it seems that leaders um, maybe have the hardest time standing up and saying, wait a minute, I don't know that I agree with this. Now, we're seeing a little of that in New York right now. Beyond the accusations of certain politicians past and, and behaviors, what we're seeing is this push pull where one one leader is telling another leader now nah, i think you're wrong I, I don't agree with what's going on here um and we're again we're, how have we lost sight i guess of searching for the common ground right so much is built on this right and wrong com competition uh, in our public policy, where are the collaborative leaders these days, Z? Yeah, well, you know that that that's a that's that's a great point because it, there used to be, and 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 I get it in terms of why some of it has moved away because there wasn't transparency. But there was the time when 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 leaders got in in dispute, they would go to a place 
office, haha, and discuss the issues, right? They would look at what the problem is. They work out some solution behind the scene so I can curse and and moan and scream. Not that we don't need people to see that, but because in this day and age, people will take a sound bite of one thing you may say in a litany of, of conversation to try to come to a conclusion, and they'll make that one thing You've been talking for three hours and they'll take one phrase and make that the whole manner of what you've been dealing with. And so now we find our leaders in the public, you know, shooting shots across the bow, so to speak. And very little, <clears throat> excuse me, very little is getting laid out in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a complete way. And they're just looking for sound bites to get to the next position or the next uh stage of their career as opposed to being what what we look for especially in the public leadership is servant leadership you are here to serve the people we didn't tell you to do this you chose to do this right so right. if that's what you're choosing to do there's a calling within you that says i am here to serve the people because i think there is a better way for us to work integrally and and transformatively and and, and all these different forms of leadership that really make one big part of leadership because you need them all, right? Then we begin to see people who act accordingly to the situation. And right now it's about, it, it's, it's a lot of grandstanding and, and you know, right. uh, 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 bullying with policies and things like that, as opposed to looking for ways to everybody wins, so to speak. Now I know that's, you know, some people might say, well, that's the whole soccer thing. Everybody got a trophy. But it's a little different when you're talking about life. Uh, so yeah. I think I can say that safely. Yeah. This isn't about, right, this isn't about everybody getting a trophy. But I agree. It is about everybody winning. And it is about that place where um, I like what you're saying, right? It, we do. I So the, I want to answer the question. Where I see real leadership is generally in the nonprofit section. It is generally in the world of social change, is generally in the, the world of social dialogue. I'm thinking of Sharif Abdullah and his book, um, A World That Works For All, uh, and the work that his organization, Common Ways, is continuing to do to bridge and these divides, mm -hmm. to, to, to find that unity, to draw us together. Um, politics has just become... Like, if you're if people know your name, it seems more often than not you're more concerned with keeping your position than you are with serving the people. Right. And when people don't know your name, those folks are are serving the people rather than their own self-interests. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere we made politics the ultimate profession bigger celebrity than, than sports. Uh, and that's the challenge, you know, right? It, it's like, you know, <clears throat> a lot of the politicians are, are career politicians. Now I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. If you're doing, if you're doing, you know, what needs to be done in terms of advocating for the people and your constituencies and, and even if I'm working for my constituencies in my state or my city or whatever, I still need to keep in mind that if I'm working at a city level, there's other cities in this state. 
right? And if I'm working at a, at a, at a, at a state level, there's other states in this union and, and, and so forth and so on in that we still have to work together. We go back to the very beginning of the conversation. No person is an island. I can't be like Texas and say, I'm going to take care of all of my needs on energy grids and energy providers. And when that once in a 500 year storm or whatever the projection is happens, you're left in the cold because your vision from transformative leadership, integral leadership was not there to see how do I prepare for that unexpected? Yeah. I'm, I, I'm starting to hear the word year, uh, the term one in 20. It's a, a one for 20 year storm. Mm -hmm. So folks, those of you living in Texas, you're going to see another one of these. This is going to happen again. It ain't going to happen every 20 years. And truthfully, with climate change, it's probably going to happen more often. So you maybe got 15 years to invest in your infrastructure and get your systems back or get on board yeah, with yeah. the union, right? Come back to the union so that collectively, and here's here's what I just, maybe I, I've moved beyond this. I just don't understand how anyone can believe, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> that an organization or a state can stand individually. Yeah. It, it's, we are well, far too connected. It seems, and it seems far too obvious that the island, nobody ever leaves the island. Nobody ever wins on the island, right? It, you get, if you're in the island, it's, it seems seems like people listen to leadership that are counter is counterproductive as well. Yeah. A lot of and, 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 and at the heart of it, right. I think at the heart of it is there has to be a shared vision, right. right. There has to be. And right now, you know, when we look back at, at the civil war, there was not a shared vision. There was a separate vision of how things and people and resources should be treated, used and identified. Right now, we have the same thing with the, with the different parties and the different factions of the party. Uh, there is not a shared vision in this country that everyone can get behind. Now, not that there is not one. There's not been one that's been clearly articulated and put forward so people can drop their differences and latch on to the shared vision, which should be a good one. Uh, we say it all the time. Uh, we got one earth ship. That's this one. We're yeah. trying to go to Mars and figure out if it's habitable, if life was there before, if there's microbes that indicate there was, we know there was water and, you know, we know if there's water, there's life, but that's years off. It's going to take them another decade to send some new Mars rover to pick up the samples that they're taking to bring back. They'll be able to do some, but we're talking 10 years. We know, look at what has happened since 2010 to 2021. A lot can happen. So we have to come up with a shared vision. Can you say Facebook? That takes us to where we want to go. You, you sometimes remind me, Z, right? You and I, I think, became friends on Facebook in 2010 or 29 or something like that. Yep. Because right? yep. this wasn't even a thing when you and I first met. Exactly. Even exactly. this even this conversation, while technically possible, was not accessible to the average person. 10, 12 years ago, we, we didn't have this. No. So, right. I, I'm with you in, 
we've got to have this shared vision. And as you were talking about that, my mind's going, have we ever had a shared vision? Now, even back in colonial times, was it truly a shared vision? If anything, you know, what comes to me is um, the inalienable right to the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. And all three of those words we could also debate for weeks on end about what they really mean to each person in this country. But if there is a shared value, I think it would be life, living, life liberty, and the, and the pursuit of happiness. Um, I'm also spirit screaming in my mind about um, JFK and going to the moon, mm -hmm. right? We do not know how we're going to do it. The hard things we don't know right now. We have no idea how we're going to bring this country together in a way that works where we're not constant. We don't know how we're going to do it, folks. But what I'm confident of is we can do it. Mm -hmm. And we need to find, I believe, the, I'm, I'm looking for that strong, strong leader to step forward and cast for us a mighty vision of unity that we can be moving towards. Um, and, you know, you bring up, you, you, you know, the whole, the whole uh, scenario where Kennedy, um, I mean, it's so apropos right this moment for me, uh, because it was that whole general idea of going to space. Right. Yeah. Uh, and 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 ironically enough, right around the same time, all the other superpowers, if you will, started their space exploration, too. So it created this whole uh, uh, consciousness of going to space where even if there was some antagonistic between Russia and us, there was this general idea of going to space. And of course, they did some collaborations, even if they didn't make it known. Uh, which and so now we have the same thing going to the Mars and and we have the same thing last time they had some issues up at the space station they had I think it was a Russian ship that they had to go to take some supplies because we didn't have one ready so we begin to see this global vision works together and of course it brings me back to the six million dollar man right uh, <laughs> well yeah, I'm gonna always go there because it's such a great it's just a great story of of something that is in peril with all of the technology understanding and know-how to fix it and make it better and they did yeah to come up with a better product i need a rubber chicken that drops off this out of the ceiling <laughs> when you talk about the six million dollar man so we need some big red buttoners and 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 i won't leave out the bionic woman too because it's the same thing that happened there so i don't i don't want anybody to think i'm not being equitable in this whole thing it's for everybody <laughs> exactly and <sighs> and right when when we went to the moon the the planet was captivated i right i wasn't i but I was alive, but I wasn't young enough, old enough to know, to really pay attention. But I'm positive, like the nation, the world was glued to their television sets. There was a massive yeah. lag. We think about lag today on the internet. I mean, there was a massive lag between us and, and, but everybody was, was on the edge of their seat to find out Yeah, this week we, oh yeah, we're on, there's probably half the planet that doesn't even know we landed on Mars again mm -hmm. there's probably a large part of the planet that of the country our our planet that doesn't even know that we have 
<laughs> things on Mars. That we have robots on Mars, and yeah, and we've lost. You know, that's that shared vision. It, the question it leads me to is, you know, has the has the internet actually made us more separate than connected? I mean, it, it, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, that's another show. But but you bring up a great point because when you look at the 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 creation of the internet, one of the models for the internet was the neural network of the brain. Mm-hmm. In terms of how different regions or different centers of the brain and how it sends signals to other parts of the brain to get things done. And it also shows by taking the model of the neural net of the brain that if a certain region of the brain is down and can't perform its function, the brain will reroute it to another part to do it, which is the same thing on the internet. If I send my stuff to one server, that server is down, it'll reroute to another server to find the content that I'm looking for. Because that whole intranet, that neural network of information and stuff is connected together with the shared vision. When you ask for a, when you put forth a request, my shared vision is to provide you with the information. Right. And there's that relationship again that we have to begin as, as spiritual people to look at how do we connect and work together. Right. Yep. Well, folks, you know, I think we've done it. Mm-hmm. We found ourselves at that place where we're running out. We're run, we, I'm sure we've got more shit to talk about, but we're running out of time to talk about it. Uh, so before we go, Z, I want you to talk about tomorrow just a minute for us. You're, you're yes, up. tomorrow uh, we'll continue in our Science of Mind uh, lecture series. Uh, it's going to be great tomorrow. I'm going to be giving a talk tomorrow on spirit uh, and how it permeates the space. Uh, so please join me at uh, nine mountain time. It's going to be a nice lecture program. You can ask questions. You can even come on air if you need to or want to or would like to. So please join us tomorrow uh, for the Science of Mind lecture series at nine mountain time right here on live on the new thought media network and folks we want to thank you we are uh and i want to share something very special with you we're in the midst of a new fundraiser uh we've decided we want to take a jump in our video production and our video storage and our video platform and the whole nine yards and it's going to take us a little bit of upfront cash to make that happen and so our very own rep jersey girl has said hey let me do a fundraiser for you guys uh, I want to make this happen and we're, we want to give you a chance to get in on that. So um, Rev Jersey Girl, she's going to offer a two week workshop in March. It's going to be on the 13th and the 20th of March, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Mountain Time. And it's really about how to use consciously use uh, the 10% of our minds that we generally don't even utilize all of. So um it's a little bit easier to let her tell you about it. So I'm going to let her tell you about it in this short video, and then we'll wrap up and get you into your day. Check this out. Your mind and your consciousness is either your greatest friend and a tool that you have sharpened and learned how to use on your behalf, or it is a detriment because you haven't learned to think in a disciplined manner. The class that I'm about to teach is to help you develop 
the tools of a disciplined mind and to reap the benefits of how to refine that tool and use it on your behalf. I am so glad you're investigating this class and I look forward to you participating in this two-week workshop to jumpstart a life of being more conscious, more awake, and having a mind as a sharp tool. I will see you soon. Signing off. Rev Jersey Girl. Mm, thank you, Reverend Michelle. So again, that is on March 13th and 20th. If you have anything you'd like to get into our inbox, please do minister talk at ntmedia.org. Rev Z and I will see that and make sure to respond. If you have a guest you'd like us to talk to or a topic you'd like us to talk about, we'd love to hear what you have to say on minister talking shit as well. So Z, I think uh, we've run over a couple of minutes today. Thanks for staying with us, folks. Uh, final thoughts before we uh, get into the weekend. Leadership. Let's begin to do it individually and collectively and globally so that we can create this world that works for everyone because we have the know-how and we have the resources. Mm, amen. We have the know-how and we have the resources. I would have to stay, say the state of the union, there's a positive vision. Yes. For sure. All right, folks, we're out of here. We'll be back again next Friday. Join us here on the New Thought Media Network in about 45 minutes at 8.15 a.m. for morning prayer. Until then, peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking... We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other sh** our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our sh** with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings. <laughs>